0: Hello, welcome back to Five Things. I'm your host, Angie B., and as always, I'm thrilled that you've taken a little bit of time out of your day today to tune in. So, thank you so much. Over the past few weeks, I've had the wonderful opportunity to speak to guests that have shared their nonlinear career trajectories, the challenges that came along with this indirect pathways, and how they overcame those challenges. Today's episode is along the same lines and is going to be wrapping up this theme. On today's episode, we're going to be speaking to a guest about resilience and a very non-linear pathway, but also how to get back on track when life throws you off the rails completely. My guest is Tab Pierce, he's the author of Upsurge, Wreckage to Triumph, Rebuilding Your Personal and Business Life. Tab is going to be sharing how he made a comeback from a colossal business failure, from $750,000 in debt and battling depression to where he is today. Tab is going to be sharing his story as well as the lessons he's learned and provide you, the listeners, with some insights, guidance, advice on how to bounce back from a major failure, the lessons learned, and how to be resilient in the face of those types of challenges. As always, his bio, his full bio is linked and as well as a link to his book are on the website. So please do visit that to read more about him. And after the show, of course, we'll be linking to anything else that we discuss. Tab, thank you so, so much for, for being a guest and for sharing this remarkable story. Thank you for being here.
1: Well, thank you for having me. I'm really excited to talk to your audience.
0: Wonderful. So I, I want to start at the beginning. Um, I want to understand what was your career track and aspirations before you started your business? What, where were you um, mentally in terms of what you wanted to accomplish? What were your goals and aspirations?
1: So. Well, I'll, I'll go back a little bit, uh, a little bit further that leads up to starting my business and kind of what what led into all of that. Um, you know, I, I come from a, a, um, a blue collar family background. So, you know, growing up, it was always, you know, my parents, you know, go get a job for the government or, you know, and specifically my mom would say, get a job for the railroad or get a job at the post office because you'll always have a job. And so I kind of grew up thinking that was going to be what I was going to do, and then, as I got older, I realized that I, I had zero interest in doing that, but I didn't know what I wanted. I spent years um, just kind of floundering, and um, my my first real, I guess, shot for a career was um, I got a I got a job uh w- that I was completely unqualified for selling at a a really, really good company and that kind of started my trajectory into you know enterprise level sales and ultimately into cybersecurity in nineteen ninety eight that um you know moved itself into to twenty ten when I started my company. But you know it was it was a gradual thing. I didn't I can't say I set out and said, you know, I, I'm going to start you know, this business at this point in time. I've, I've always wanted to be an entrepreneur and a business owner. This isn't my first time around doing this. This is the first time that I've, um, you know, that, that I, that I had some, had some success. I mean, there, there were several that, you know, I'd get going and then it would just wouldn't work for whatever reason.
0: I think that's really interesting. And and as you mentioned that, I I wanted to kind of just ask you first, where did you grow up? Where's your hometown? And where did kind of all of this start to unfold?
1: So I grew up in Tacoma, Washington, uh, uh, south of Seattle. Um, And, you know, just, you know, kind of grew up in a, you know, a a very, you know, I'll say lower middle class neighborhood. Um, You know, the, the, the area of you know, where I grew up was, you know, was heavy uh, military and ex-military, which is what my dad was. Um, So I'm really, really fond of um, uh, military, but that's where I grew up. And, you know, most of the things, um, you know, we just didn't really talk about. So, you know, I kind of had to learn a lot of this stuff just by getting out in the world and like going, oh, this this is, this is something I could do that's kind of cool and didn't even know it was out there.
0: Yeah, I think it's interesting that you mentioned that, you know, your your family, your parents talk to you about, you know, stick to these types of industries or, or career tracks because there's security in that. And, and I find that to be interesting because of course I've had other guests whose parents have also said, become a doctor, become a lawyer. You know, these are the, the jobs that are always going to be in demand. So I just, I, as you mentioned that, it just kind of stood out to me. And it's
1: the same theme. It's the same theme. It's just, it's just probably where their parents were at versus where my parents were at. But, but the, the theme is get a job, stick with that job until, you, you know, until you're 65 and can collect something or retire or whatever. But it's, it's the same theme.
0: It is. It really, really is. That's something that I'm seeing now with the guests that that I'm, that I'm talking to. And another interesting aspect of what you, you mentioned is this kind of idea of entrepreneurship and how you've, you kind of had that in you already. And, And so there was this calling about entrepreneurship that was, that existed there, which is another theme that I've seen from, from guests of mine that, um, have nine to five jobs, but have started a side hustle because mm-hmm. there is that little bit of entrepreneurship in them, and this is kind of a way for them to start expressing that a little bit. So I thought that that's you know again two things that are uh, are very common that I'm starting to to pick up on from the from the guests that I've been speaking about. So so you had this entrepreneurial drive. You knew that something you you know was something that was on your radar. Tell me how that. Trans you know translate it into the business let 's talk a little bit about um, you said you 've built and which I think is interesting as well. You said you 've built a couple of businesses. If you can talk a little bit about what some of those have been and how did that lead you to the main one that we want to talk about today
1: so um, I, you know i 've actually lost count of how many businesses I 've started. Some of them just were completely stupid, bad ideas that led me into, um, uh, you, you know, really good ideas and good businesses. Um, and you know, so, and, and I'm glad I did some of those things because I learned, you know, one, one of them, uh, was a company I started, I think it was about 2005. I, I called it Bizcopia, and it was supposed to be like a, a cornucopia of, of business knowledge that pe- that was a a site and um, that people would come and collaborate and that, so that I, I liked the idea, but um, I had this whole like point system to get people coming in, and then all of a sudden, I started getting these, these cease and desist emails and letters from uh, companies because my users were cutting and pasting content from other places into our site oh to goodness. get you know, to get, you know, credibility. So it's just these crazy things that you, you know, you kind of learn over time that, you know, you're going to, you know, you're going to, you know, improve and get better. And, you know, for, for me it was, you know, that, that bug was always there. And and when caliber started or, you know, that's my, my company, you know, I had already had an idea of, you know, what it was going to take though, you know, you don't really know until you, until you experience it. And, you know, but, but those early miscues, you know, kind of led me to, you know, the, the companies I've started, um, you know, since, you know, 2010, when I started Caliber.
0: I think there's so much value in what you just said. You, you started a couple of businesses that were by your definition, stupid or just bad ideas, but they led you to good ideas. W- w- yeah. Was it difficult from some of these businesses that you started? Because I think listeners, I know that there's listeners right now that are thinking, "Gosh, I, I think I might want to start a business, but I don't know if it's a good idea. What if it fails? Then what do I do?" Right. So the the, hes- the main hesitation around starting a business is the failing of the business, right? Because it's it's it could lead to bad consequences. or So what is your advice for someone who, who's thinking about starting a business and is afraid that the business is going to fail? What is your advice there? Because I think there's some value. Just, just a quick little tidbit, because I, I agree with you. I think starting some, you know, you really don't know if something's going to succeed until you do it. And mm-hmm. if it doesn't succeed, then you've learned something that you can then apply to something else. But I think people are still afraid to take that first step. Where some of these was it hard to bounce back from some of these smaller business, or not smaller, but just some of these other business ideas?
1: Um, you know, the, and I'll, I will try to be kind of brief, but I don't know that I can do that. So I'll, I'll do my best. But, um, you know, bouncing back was not the hard part because um, I don't know that I was fully committed. Mm. To each one of them, and so I always, whenever I started them, I always had a, you know, I had my job, I had my full time, you know, career. So it was, you know, uh, you know, obviously back back then we didn't call it a side hustle, but it was an attempt at a side hustle, and you know, it was, it was almost like a, a proving ground. I didn't, you know, even though you know failure was happening, I, you know, it was, it was just, it was the whole thing was just a learning process to me, and. Um, you know, I, I think the you know the, the 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 initial question was, you know, what advice? Um I would tell people if you're thinking about starting a business, you know, you know, one of the things and, and I do a lot of speaking engagements, but one of them the, that I talk about is learning to ask yourself good questions so you can get great answers. And that mm-hmm. that's a hard one for people because you know, they're like, I want to start a business, and so you know, they go out and they, just, you know, I'm going to do this, and and maybe whatever that this is isn't what you need. You know, for for as an example, for me, I won't start a business unless there's value well beyond the payment that I make, you know, monthly or quarterly or wh- however much I can take right. money out of that business. It it has to have value that if You know, if there's an end, because there's always an end to everything, that I can sell it, right? I mean, I can just like Caliber. It's like if you know, um, I get offers now and then for Caliber. You know, I'm not ready to sell it, but someday I might be. But there's got to be value. So for me, the big question is: is does the company does the business have value, and um, you know, is there is there a market for it? And you know, those are the things that um, you know that I that I'm looking for is um, and, and for me, the the other thing for me is like um, uh, one time I was involved. Um, I was a, I was a co-founder of a business where we got funding, and and it was I really didn't like it. So for me, any business that I start, I have to be able to self fund, if that's bootstrap or whatever, because I need to have that control. So you you you, if you're going to do something, you have to be willing to understand what what you're okay with and what you want and sometimes people gloss over that because you know you know you know if, if you think of it as a marriage they're, they're so excited to get married because it's something they've always wanted but you know they they didn't stop along the way to say you know i fight with this person nonstop. stop maybe this isn't a good maybe this isn't the person but we do the same thing with business we just like i want to do that and you know we, we start off in, you know, in a bad relationship.
0: Yeah. Everything you just said, there's so much value there. It's, as a communications and marketing person, that's kind of what I, that's my job, right? Mm-hmm. Podcast is something I love, but my day job, if you will, is communications and marketing. Um, and one of the things I think is interesting around messaging and helping businesses develop their messaging is the Why? Why did you start this business? Why did you get into this industry because and to your point of asking these you know asking yourself questions, understanding why you got into something or why you're doing something is really at the foundation, right? Because I think in that you just dis- you discover and you know are you giving value? Are you solving a problem in the market? Are you doing something that people want to you know are you selling something people want to buy mm-hmm. so i yeah to your point exactly is is asking yourself these questions and seeing it just beyond the shiny surface right um but, i love yeah, the, I mean, the wedding analogy because everybody knows weddings weddings well weddings take work too but marriages yeah, take yeah take work any relationship takes work yeah and, and so and yeah
1: you know you learn like like when, when i had that company bizcopia you know one of the questions i didn't really dive in and ask which is pretty simple and pretty obvious is how do i monetize this mm. and you know i had this like great idea we're going to do this and i had a lot of users and and you know i reached a point where you know kind of simultaneously how am i going to monetize this and getting these cease and desist letters and i was like i'm not i'm out but you know those are the you know you really have to ask yourself some really good questions like you know where's the money coming you know and when does it come uh, you know there's more questions but for me in that particular situation that's a question i just kind of glossed over
0: yeah it's so important to ask yourself the tough questions right mm-hmm. that's that's key so tell me about now your business and your current business and what led you know tell me what the business is about and what inspired you to start this business?
1: So Caliber Security Partners is a cybersecurity services firm. So not not to dive too far into that, but, you know, there's really a couple of buckets. One is, you know, companies that turn to us for, you know, um, readiness around compliance or governance, um, you know, probably privacy. Then the other bucket is where they, they come to us to, <clears throat> to do testing um, of, you know, anything from an, uh, an application to a website to their network and, um, basically act like a bad person and try to steal their data. Um, you know, I mean, there's more, much more to it, but that's kind of the simplistic, um, part of it. Um, so what drove and the companies were, we're just, t- just about ready to celebrate 10 years. Um, but what drove me to start the business is, um, you know, I, I had been in a sales leadership for a few other firms that, that, um, did similar, you know, type of work as caliber. And, you know, one of them, you know, I helped, uh, you know, get it ready to, to be acquired and it was acquired. And then that happened again, where you know I was instrumental in helping them get acquired, and I was it was time for me to you know go get another job, and I just went I'm going to go do the same thing for somebody else, and the I'm pretty sure the outcome is going to be the same, mm-hmm. and I just you know I just kind of looked at you know there were things that I didn't like like I you know one of them was I didn't like the fact that um you know most of the companies were i had worked with put their company before the clients and so being a salesperson you know i had that buffer where it's like hey we're not doing right by the client we're doing right by us and so you know I, that was a bad taste in my mouth so there were so many things so i was like you know if i'm gonna go do this again which i was then i should just do it for myself um and you know I mean I didn't ask all the great hard questions but I but I was much more prepared that time than I had ever been.
0: Right because of the lessons you'd learned from the previous yeah. previous businesses exactly. you were positioned. So how did things go wrong? Where was where was the the turning point here because 750,000 dollars
1: that's not chump change
0: um no that's you know that's important that's a house that's a lot of yeah 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 a really nice house
1: yeah you you know um it's funny because whenever i talk about this i I always kind of smile because it's it was unbelievably traumatic but now that i'm out of it it's like this unbelievable joy that I accomplished. Congratulations.
0: Before. Yeah, I mean that's it's it's amazing. It's yeah it's, that's why I'm so happy that you came on the show because I, I just that's three quarters of a million I don't it's insane to me. So yeah how,
1: it is. And how and did so, that happen? How did so you da- so you know um i I'll just say a series of unfortunate events, but I'll elaborate. Um, you know, it it started with um you know making you know making bad choices and and not having them visible um
0: how early on how early on in in calibers?
1: so this was so i I would say that all of this probably started about um you know anyway anywhere from six to 12 months before like the ultimate like oh we're, this is bad, and and but what what led up to it? What really kind of hit us was, um, you know, we uh, we had eight individuals at our company that were on a, a long term contract, and so the the contract was up, and we were waiting for the renewal. Well, the renewal normally came before the contract was up. This time, there were a few things that that were holding it back. And, you know, we kept hearing the, it's, it's on its way, it's on its way, it's on its way. Okay, and, but can, you can
0: you, sorry, but can you explain the contract part? So you said you had eight employees?
1: Eight employees. And it was a contract with a large company that got renewed. And we had this gap of these eight people that were not doing anything because their contract had not been renewed yet.
0: Got so they were you. sitting on the bench. So they were sitting on the bench waiting for this client to resign for caliber services. Okay.
1: Yep. And, you know, and one week led to the next and the next and the next. Pretty soon we're eight weeks in and, and things are starting to get really hard. We're doing things like not paying the IRS because we're waiting, you know, that money's going to come in, we can pay them. Um, So that was a mistake. Right. And then you know, then our person at that company got transferred or not, you know, inside the company and Mm, we lost it. The
0: internal client.
1: Yeah. And so we, so that contract went away, but we had these eight, so we, so there was these eight people now nowhere to put them now. No, that work's not coming in. Then, um, you know, at the same time, you know, realizing, you know, that we have this, one business unit that, that I, I had my internal accountant saying, hey, we need to talk about that. We've got this unit that's not making money. And all of this is coming, you know, kind of colliding, you know, and it was, we had, we had four people in this group. And I, you know, and he's like, well, this isn't working. We need to get rid of them. I'm like, it's not that it's not working. They're just not paying for themselves. No, it's not that they're not paying for themselves. It's that they're a drain on our company resources and other areas. So we have this drain in this group. We've got this contract that didn't come in. We've got mounting debt. And the bad mistake that we made that was the creme de la creme of bad mistakes was we went out and got a hard money loan to, mm. to, to cover all of this. And what what that did is it didn't really cover everything. It just kind of spread out the problem, put a little bit of a Band-Aid on it, and then increased our debt. And so by the time you know, um, it all kind of flushed out, we were sitting with, I mean, we went from, I think we had 18 to 20 people down to a handful, I think five or six people in the company because either people were leaving or we were letting people go, but, you know, we were looking at three quarters of a million dollars and, you know, to 18 different, you know, individuals, companies, eight government agencies. And, you know, the advice I was getting from peers was shut the door, start over. Um, But it was, you know, it was devastating, and and it didn't it didn't ha- I mean, it may have happened more gradually than that, but the awareness part of it happened very quickly.
0: So, just to backtrack for a second, so why not when when the other company when the when the client potential client was supposed mm-hmm. to you know pay and they didn't and they didn't resign the contract, why not like two or three weeks in? Why not sh- you know kind of furlough or or tell people to just, you know, Hey guys, like I don't think this is coming through. And unfortunately, you know, we have to let you go as a, you know, as a business decision, why keep the team for so long when you know, things were, were, you were just hopeful that this contract it, was really going to go through?
1: You know, that's one of the lessons learned is if the contract's not brought up and we don't have a place for people, we, we have to make a business decision immediately that's that's how we are now um it's a business decision and then it was you know hey the you know because it's the you know the con- hey, just, just keep, keep your people in place the contracts coming this week okay so we're gonna have to carry them a week well then the next week and then the next mm, week I and see. and and what happens is you know we kept having that carrot that carrot was there and we're like, okay, you know, we started, you know, as you can imagine with each passing week, you know, it became more financially painful. But right. if we would have got, gotten that contract, even at week eight, we would have been able to say, you know, it's probably in about three or four months, all of us, gonna, you know, we're going to be whole from those two months of, of carrying people. Um and so that was the you know that was the mentality this is a great client it's they still are, and you know this is you know we 're going to get this contract renewal and and everything and you know now we wouldn't do that, but at the time it was you know it was it was like a slow and gradual reality because they and, always gave us a contract yeah,
0: and it seems also like i 'm hearing. There's just that optimism there, right? Um, that nobody yeah. wants to, nobody wants to lay people off. Nobody wants to fire people um, because it's, you know, when I, it's difficult, right? And when you are, when the buck stops with you and you are responsible for, you know, these employees, it's tough. So right. I, I know that it wasn't like an easy, oh, it doesn't matter. Let's just let them go type of a thing. I I, I understand you know wanting to keep the team there it's I, I would imagine if the contract had come through it would be so much easier to say okay guys everybody back to work rather than having oh, yeah. to try to rehire a bunch of people you know put the resources into hiring new people training those people the whole thing right so i i i could i i get it i i see what,
1: and, and what see, why it was
0: difficult to call but also another side of me is like Oof, at four months oh, yeah. I mean, at four weeks i would just say guys sorry but you know, oh standard, yeah
1: you know? yeah yep I mean but you know it was you know part of it is there were um things were going really well up to that point in time and it was it was this mentality that we always overcome you know we we were doing so much and so much that you know there you know it it wasn't a ment- I mean our mentality was hey we're going to overcome this we're just going to keep going cuz we always keep going and right. it, it, we didn't we didn't ask that hard question because our momentum was so good so good but this one thing how many you know, other
0: clients did you have at that point
1: oh or was it um, or was this
0: just the like was this like the biggest one and you had other a, smaller was, ones or it was the
1: it was the yeah we we had we had other big ones um and and small ones but this was the biggest and so um Yeah. I mean, it was just, you know, it's, it's interesting because I look back and I'm like, man, boy, we should have done this and we should have done this. But everything that happens, you know, day by day or moment by moment is a real gradual experience. So if you, Mm. so as you look at it, you know, in hindsight, I look, and I'm like, we should have done this, this, and this. Now we would, but at that point in time, you know, we just, we just were in a different place.
0: Well, hindsight's 20, 20 right? Yep. It's easy yep, to look yep. back and, and, but when you're in the moment, you're making decisions, right? Based on what you've experienced to that point. So it's, you, you know, what else, what other reference do you have? I think that's really interesting. So how did things start to turn around? How did you get out of this? This is what a, what a deep hole to be in. How did you bounce back?
1: Well, you know, the, um, you know somebody one time was like man you know you I, I i can't believe you overcame that it's like they were and they were like man it's like you're a warrior and i went you know that's a great analogy because early on i felt like a i felt like a warrior that that only had the strength to drag their sword into battle but not to actually pick it up mm. and, and um and You you know, early. I mean, there was deep depression. You know, fraud. All of these things that I was experiencing, but I had to. You know, people are. We're always like, you know, why didn't you shut the doors? Or you should have shut the doors. Two hundred and fifty thousand of that was owed to the IRS, and so um, you know, when you, you know, the IRS doesn't forgive. So it's like at at best they might have been like, yeah, that's too bad. When do we get our money? and so you know i had to go and th- my best opportunity to pay that 250 was to get caliber right and so yeah. it was slow and it was gradual and it was you know overturning every rock looking for um you know revenue and um you know it was and then you know paying one person off then another person our company you know and just chunking away at that
0: wait a question it, sorry mm-hmm. Um, because I think there's something important there even before the bouncing back part. Yeah. The personally, what was this like for you and how did, I mean, obviously how did you bounce back as a business, but how did you bounce back personally from this? The dep- I mean, I, I I'm imagining sleepless nights here. What was that like and what, Where did you find the gumption? I guess to say I'm not closing my doors. I'm going to get through this. I'm gonna I'm gonna drag my sword into battle, and I'm gonna find the strength to slay those dragons. What was it like for you personally? Because I feel like the personal part of it—not wanting to shut your doors, wanting to to come, you know, to 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 get over this, so that you can so that you can bounce back—is to me, really, at the essence of of this. So, I, 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 I do want to get back to the physical. Like, what did you do as a business to bounce back? But I, I want to know, you know,
1: the personal, personal,
0: side yeah, the personal side of it. Because, wow, I'm, I'm just, it, that's a lot that you went through. I mean, that's a lot on, yeah. on on your plate, on your shoulders. How did you sleep at night? What was that like?
1: <laughs> so. You know, I, I can't say that I had this, like, I'm going to turn around caliber and, and I'm going to salvage this. Um, it, it was, I felt trapped, right? I mean, I, I, I'm like, here's this company that I crashed, um, or at least it's taken a nose, like a severe nose dive and about ready to crash. Right. Um, but, and I I'm like, you know, here I am and i i can't i i really can't get out of this because if i get out of it i have this other mess so everywhere i turned there was a mess and i couldn't see beyond that mess the the emotional side um you know i mean i i had a business partner who made all kinds of accusations about like you know about what i was doing um and you know, none of them were true, but, you know, they didn't feel good. Um And, you know, just all of these things crashing down. And, you know, I mean, I would I would go home at night and I would sitting sit in this chair with the TV on, not watching it, but just so deep inside my head going over every possible horrible outcome. And mm-hmm. I did that for, for weeks. I mean, I'd go to work and I would just be like, just so incredibly heavy and just lethargic and just like hopeless. But I, but I still had to go and do it because I had people that were counting on me and I had to figure it out. And, you know, I'm, I'm talk about it a little bit in the book, but, you know, my weekend, my, my only respite happened on Friday from about five o'clock until about midnight that was that was my weekly like happy place why and be, because nobody is going to bug me on a friday night on a mm-hmm. friday night nobody's going to bug me it was like the one time when i didn't have to worry now you might say well what about saturday and sunday but i would hit saturday and i would think you know what tomorrow is Tomorrow's Sunday, and then following Sunday is Monday. So it was like this ticking, tick, tick, tick in my head of like, I'm one step closer to having to go back and do that again. And so the weekends were not an easy time. It was that little bit on Friday night. And, I mean, there were so many sleepless nights, so many just, you know, I mean, uh, just hard Times where, you know, it's like I'd asked my wife to write the first chapter in the book, and it wasn't until she wrote that well past the, um, you know, the experience and being on the other side of this where I just went, oh, I'm so sorry. I mean, I I said it, you know, much better than this, but, but wow, you know, you carried the burden and you smiled and you did everything because you didn't want me to see how scared you were because you were, you, you were trying mm. to carry me. And yeah, I mean, it is, it's an absolute, um, just heavy, constant weight of, is this cloud ever gonna get over me or get past me? And that went on in one, I mean, it got better, it got better and better, but not gone about three and a half years
0: oh my goodness I was just gonna ask you you know how long would you say the the darkest hours of this experience lasted and you're saying three years
1: yeah I mean it wow. it was I mean you know the this the hard money lender was was ruthless and and we had to make a decision that we weren't going to pay him and everybody was like you know, almost like I've seen movies about this. I you was just gonna those. say that. This gotta gotta is the swimming with the fishes
0: moment. Yeah. You gotta
1: pay those. You're going they're gonna break what your was, kneecaps. And and that, yeah, I mean, that was hard.
0: Were there were there I mean did you get threats like that? Not, oh, yeah.
1: not I mean, I mean not not that far, but not
0: that far, uh, but like were people like sitting outside your house at night in their like dark cars and stuff? <laughs> just,
1: no, it it was never that bad, but it was threats of that bad. Wow. You know, I mean I mean it would be You know, I would get um, a letter, a certified letter and an email that said, you need to be at your office tomorrow. Um, You know, we're bringing the police. We're going to, you know, seize your business. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. And I mean, it was, I mean, it was like, wow. And, you know. Were those
0: just scare tactics or did that ever happen at any point?
1: I, I sent all my employees home. And set at the office, just like waiting for that. You know, I was trying to work, but it really set at the office waiting for them to show up. And they never showed up. And, you know, our office um, is, you know, we're, we're, you know, not not, not a super small town, but we're just north of Seattle. And, you know, we can see the street. And, you know, there was uh, at the time an attorney's office next to our office. And so they would get foot traffic. But we'd also get just like random foot traffic. So anytime anybody would come in and look like they were lost because we didn't have signage on our window at the time because we didn't want people to like find us. I mean, it was that weird. Wow. We, we would see people come out and we would be like, Why are they here for us? And and right. it was who sus- is that? Everyone's a yeah. suspect. Yeah, and and they yeah, I mean, it was it was crazy weird. And, um, you know, but yeah, I mean, they, they would, you know, send me, I mean, it's, you know, you would think, Hey, it's just words, but they would send me emails in an uppercase just basically screaming at me. And it, I mean, those things took a, like a massive, massive toll on me.
0: Of course. It's like, it's like a psychological warfare. Oh
1: yeah. yeah. I yeah. mean, what
0: mind games. Yeah. Wow. Wow. So. Well, I'm, you know, first of all, I just, I have, I feel like I just need to say, I'm sorry you had to go through that. It it just sounds... I, I'm not. I'm it just, not. Okay, good. Because it just sounds so traumatic, like PTSD traumatic. Um,
1: yeah, you know, um, uh, there's, there's a little known thing called PTG, which is post-traumatic growth. And and we don't talk about it. I've heard of it. that.
0: I agree with you. Yes, we and, don't talk about that enough, but please do.
1: Yeah, Yeah. And post-traumatic growth is this this sitting back and going, wow, that was insane. And, 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 you know, all of these things, but, you know, now, um, you know, on the other side of it is, you know, and it's one of the things I try to get through to people is, is we have the ability to outlast everything. And I mean, outlast everything. And that's, you know that's one of the things I learned. So now on the other side of this, you know things come up, and I and I, and it's just like, okay, you know that's not pleasant. That's not good. That's not what we want in the business. But let's handle it. And it's it's this different mindset because I can't imagine being dragged through anything else in my life. That's that's that I'm not going to be able to say, you know. I've got a you know I've got a measurement on on this and this is not as bad as that was so I can handle it.
0: Right, you've seen <laughs> you, you've hit the bottom so now it's yeah. things are, can only look up, right? Yep.
1: Um
0: so on the so then you decided okay I'm, I need to get out of this. I need mm-hmm. to fix this. I need to get these people off my back. What types of changes did you then start implementing? to start this process of getting out of this mess.
1: Well, the, the the you know right or wrong we we decided to pay some people off um as quickly as we possibly could and that was that was based off of you know things like hey this this is a friend that we borrowed money from they expected the money back sooner let's get them paid off so we gotcha. can salvage some sort of friendship. So there was a there was a bunch of that there was there was, um, you know, what, one of the things that we learned early on was um, that we we needed to make make a really good plan about repaying people and communicate really clearly with them when we're going to pay them. And then, um, like you know, we we told the you know we told the hard money lender you know because of our plan, we go you know we said we're not going to pay you anything for at least eighteen months because we can't, and they lost it. And that's wow. when the threat started. And we hung on to that until until we were in a position to pay them. But but doing that and having a plan and just saying, as painful as this is, we're sticking to this plan. And then there were some things that you learn that we learned over time that if we would have known earlier, it would have made it so much easier. But once we learned it, it made things much smoother for us.
0: Like one example of that is what?
1: Well, you know, I, I, I talk about it and I, I, you know, inside the book about, you know, being aware of what a bit actor is, you know, mm. so, you know, in my in my life, you know, um, you know, in all of our lives, we are the supporting actor of our life. And then we've got some, you know, I've got a leading lady that, you know, my wife that's always going to be there with me. And then I, you know, my children and my family and all of these like really important actors in my life. But what I realized is that, you know, some of these people were just bit actors. And as soon as I paid them off, they were written out of my script. And so I started looking at them and I'm like, this person's just a bit actor in my life. As soon as you know, they're paid off. They're gone. So all I'm going to do is give them the attention that they need in order to make them go away. The other part was, is to realize, once I realize, like, wait a second, I feel beholden to these people because I owe them money. But in fact, I hold all the power because what they want is what I'm going to get. So they need to play by my rules so they can get their money. If they don't play by my rules, then we may file bankruptcy and nobody's getting anything. Ah, there you
0: go. So it's like you found your leverage and you said, and it's, yeah.
1: Yeah. And it's like, and and you have to realize that in many cases you feel like you have no power because you've given things away and, and you have to stop sometimes and think, actually I hold all the power Mm. And, and that, you know when paying these debts and like with a hard money lender i mean once we realized that it was like you're going to get your money and you can make this as painful as possible but the harder you make it the slower it's going to be for us to to pay you back it just is that way and I we would, and we would just butt heads all the time and you know they would make all kinds of threats but but you know we were in control after a certain but but it was a mental shift, right? And we had to get to that mental shift.
0: I love it. It 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 really is of it the spirit of just tackling things head on, making a plan, sticking to the plan, and saying, "This is where we are, guys, and this is what's going on." So take it or leave and it. But this is what we're and doing. It's,
1: and it's gradual. Don't you know? If anybody's going through anything similar like this, mm-hmm. don't think you're just going to wake up and just like, boom, hey, it's done. I'm ready. I'm going. I mean, it's right. Exactly
0: well, you have to overcome, and I think that's why it's so important. And and thank you so much for sharing so much detail of that personal journey of this, because I think that that's a big part of it too. It's kind of the mental toughness that you have to embrace, you have to grow
1: into it, yeah,
0: right. To to overcome that, and as you explained, there was a three year, you know, journey of you know these dark moments. So from when, and you said it was kind of gradual. So from I guess from the darkest point personally and in the business to getting out of this, how long did that take?
1: It took just about three and a half years. Um, you know, I, I should probably go back and, and actually figure that out. It might, maybe it was three years and three months or something, because I remember it being um, uh, March or April of, of the, was the start of it. Um, it ended july 18th of last year um and that's how long it lasted so three years two months three years three months something like but, that
0: but you did it yeah and that's awesome
1: and the reason why i know it's july 18th is because that's when we did the last ach transfer to that hard money lender and it was, there... like it, it was a moment.
0: Oh, a celebratory moment for yep. sure. I would have been so excited. It's and I, I think, I think there are a lot of people that can relate to that. I know certainly in my twenties, um, I remember having this credit card, and I just in my twenties I was like, whatever. I was all over the you know the map, trying to figure yeah. out, just trying to find my way right into my career. And I got laid off, and it was traumatic, and all of these things. And the salary was just low at that time. And I remember when I had this, I think it was a department store credit card, and that was you know a mistake. I you know trying to keep up with the joneses i guess i don't know i got this mm-hmm. department store credit card and i remember my last payment that i made on that and i don't think it was it was not crazy that it was like 1200 dollars or something like that but back mm-hmm. then in my 20s that was a ton of money a
1: lot yeah
0: and i remember when i made that last payment it was such a joyous moment in my life and, um so i mean this yeah i'm just kind of thinking about what it must have felt like
1: you know the just a to- just to briefly say something, you know, it was a little anticlimactic. Really? I mean, I ex- I expected like, you know, when they got their money, like just like, not literally, but balloons to fall from the sea <laughs> and, yes. and the marching band, yay! These and, are parting,
0: like, and there's drum, yeah. a drum, marching band, and all yeah. of yeah. And
1: it was, and the truth was, it was like, okay, that's done, and it was just like it was it 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 took um it took us probably about 2 or 3 days to finally like get over the it's that initial because it was like so you know so traumatic for so long that it took us a while to just finally go wait this is really done i mean it it was gradual but it, you know and we we would stop and you know it was my um Who's now the president of my company? Who was the VP of operations at the time? But he would be—he'd turn around in, in his desk and go, "We're done, right?" I'm like, "Yeah," but it was, it was just weird. So it was,
0: so was shocking yeah. at first. Yeah, What yeah. was weird. What, what was um, did they were these hard money lenders? Was it like some crazy interest rate?
1: Oh yeah, it was stupid.
0: Can you share? It was, it
1: was, I can't it even scary. remember. I can't even remember more what than <laughs> like
0: more than like twenty nine percent.
1: Oh yeah, it was like, it was significantly like, more. Like 40 I don't or 50. Okay, probably so something crazy. Like it was. it, was, yeah. I mean, it wasn't. Wow. It wasn't like it wasn't like payday loan crazy, but it was. It was. It was significant. So. yeah. And we were supposed to pay it off in eight months, and it took us three plus years to pay them off. So anyway, I I
0: so happy that you, you know, you, sh- you shared that entire journey. What a journey that is. It's like a movie a little bit. Um, when I think about movies that I've seen, it's like, you know, it, it's, you did, you did experience, you know, this post-traumatic growth that you, that you mentioned looking back on something so crazy like that and, and being able to come out of it on the other side, having learned so many valuable lessons. Mm-hmm is that then how this book came along
1: yeah um you know the 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 book um it's it's a little bit different i don't you know somebody had mentioned to me that like i don't i don't know that i've ever really known anybody that's written a book like the way that you wrote it um and maybe there are but i started writing this book when i was in the middle of all of this
0: that's interesting. Um, was that was that like a journaling exercise or did you know this was going to be a book?
1: Well, the, the first chapter because I, my my personality's a little a little quirky at times. You know, I wrote this first chapter um, because it was it was about like how important my thoughts were to me and I and I wrote it like I was writing it to somebody else, but I was writing it to me. And I just remember, and I don't think, it's not the first chapter in the book, but it's the first chapter I wrote. And I remember when I finished it and I read it and I went chapter one and I called it chapter one. I just kind of laughed because I was like, ha you know, whatever. And, you know, just because I I, I said chapter one because I was like, man, that thing's like a freaking chapter. It's long. And then later on, I, you know, in in order to help myself, I, I wrote a chapter that I called Burn, Baby, Burn that was about, you know, just my need to like, just keep the fire burning and just like, like burn it so hot that, you know, that, you know, I couldn't help but be successful. And a lot of that was like, was written because I needed to like motivate myself. So if people read it, they might be like, oh, that's kind of arrogant. It's like, I was a desperation. And so the, it starts off there and then slowly, gradually towards to the end of the book where I wrote that after I was out of it. And so it's kind of a pathway of, you know, my experience of living through it all the way through to being out of it.
0: Very fascinating. That's great. I love that this was really something that started off as something, you know, it was something that you needed to do for yourself
1: Mm -hmm.
0: and to keep you motivated to, to really, you know, value, you know, show value to your thoughts and the your thought process. And then, how you just continued to write about this experience to, to the end. So I think that's that's amazing. That's really amazing because I feel that you. It's when you're in it, it's a different. When you're writing something as you're in it, right? It's captured differently, I think, than is if you're just looking back at it and recalling and writing from that memory
1: yeah and and there's people that have read it that that have said, you know this part made me feel a little bit uneasy and and i and I go that part there was written when I was in the height of it, and so it's it was an emotional right and then, like the last chapter of the book I call um you know about talk about being a healthy narcissist, and people are like, you eh, know like the word of narcissist and healthy together I'm like I didn't coin it um but but the whole point was is that How I learned that I had to have this like, not that I'm better than anybody at all, but that I had to have this like heightened belief in myself and be really, really, you know, just sure that I could accomplish anything, but that everything I did in life had to be turned back around to how I help other people. So that was the, that was the healthy part of it was constantly trying to put myself in a position to be helpful.
0: That's a perfect segue into the last thing I wanted to talk to you about, which is the lessons you've learned and the insights that you can share with listeners that are thinking about starting, you know, a business or are currently really experiencing their own dark moments right now in in their, in their journey What are, you know, what are some insights that you can share? Um, The more practical, the better, I think, with listeners that are, you know, have been scared about going. Because what I think is so interesting is that you've, you really, you you know, you experienced what people would consider like the worst, a really bad case scenario, right? Mm -hmm. In, In a business. You, you, you've lived it. You've, you, you've over, you know, you overcame it. What can you share with listeners that are afraid to take the leap and
1: and those what, that might already be in correct yeah the depth of it yeah mm-hmm. so the um the the thing I would say uh, i'll I'll tackle the the somebody looking at going into business first um and 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 this this part would would actually be good for for both whatever you think is gonna it's gonna take you know like it's gonna take me x amount of time before i reach you know um before i recover my my salary that i had when i was a full-time employee or it's you know in our case it's going to take us x amount of time to get out of this debt that we created you you know you can be as, I believe you can be as conservative as you want, and then you should take whatever conservative assumption you have and multiply it by three. Mm. It's probably going to take you three times longer to do what you want to do. And that's it. and if you can get it done quicker, that's all the better. But, you know, we, we had a, we had as an example, you know, we had a plan early on. It's going to take us a year to get out of this. It took us three years. Um, you know, that's, you know, that's one of the things I would tell people. Um, the, the other is, you know, really have, you know, a good plan and, and, and I'm a firm believer in, you know, you want to be able to see where am I going to be? Not, not like, not like, um, new year's resolution type of things, but like, where am I going to be in a year from now? And then, uh, you know, these are the goals that I have for the year. And then, in order to reach that, I need to do this work this month. And then, in, in order to reach the month, I need to be able to do this work this week. And in order to reach the week, I need to do this work this day. And in order to make the day work the way it needs to work, I have to do these things these hours. And, you know, if you can start to break that down like that, then you can accomplish what you need to accomplish. Um, and, you know, you know, they. You just have to be. You just have to be very real with yourself, and and not. Um, not fall into any hyperbole, of like, I'm going to do this. I'm not. I'm going to. It's going to be this. I mean, be very real.
0: I think that's that's such great advice, especially. Thinking about when you were just talking about, you know, kind of what you need to do this year, then this month, then this day, and then this hour. I think a lot about event planning. It's it's you reverse engineer, right? This is the mm-hmm. end goal, and you can't plan an event the day before the event, right? You have to think about all of the things, all of the steps that lead up to planning that event, and it does break down the same way. What do I need to do today? What do I need to get the, you know get done this week, this month? in order to then get to this event, Um, in this case, getting out of this, this, you know, the situation. So I think there's, yeah. So I think that's, and I, and I just translate it that way as again, you know, coming from this kind of communications and marketing Mm -hmm. space and event planning space. And I know, I know listeners that are um, plan events and things like that. So I I think it's, it's a, it's an interesting way to frame it as well, just to, to make it a little bit more um, easier to grasp for people that it, it, might want to live right. it.
1: And you're right on. I mean, it's not the same type of event, but getting out of debt is an event.
0: Right. Exactly. Exactly.
1: Yeah.
0: And then something else that I think you touched on, and I would love for you to just expand on that, because I think it's going to be valuable for the listeners, is this belief in yourself um, that you mentioned, This, which I think is really hard I think when you are in the tough situation this belief in yourself that you can do it can you just share a little because I think that's really valuable um in terms of people that are in you know advice for people that are just in it and not necessarily just maybe not in debt but just in a bad place with whatever it is not finding work or whatever it could be can you touch a little bit on that and and your self-belief
1: so I, I I've I've actually been giving a lot of thought about this just recently. Within the last week or so, um, I, I I think people have more belief in themselves than they realize, and mm. you know, w- you know there you know there's all these things that come up, and people will say, you know, I I don't know that I can do it, or you know, I'm afraid, or whatever. And you know, as I as I really started to analyze it, I, I started to realize, you know, it's it's not that people don't have a belief in themselves, or that that maybe they're even afraid to the depth that they think they're afraid. It's that what it takes to accomplish something um, takes time, it takes effort, it takes um, a commitment, and. And sometimes I think when we say, you know, that we don't have a belief in ourselves, what we're really saying is I'm impatient. Mm. I don't I don't
0: that's good. I just
1: mm-hmm. don't, you know, I just I want it to happen now. I don't want to follow a plan. A plan makes me feel like I'm, you know, like um I'm I'm rigid or whatever. And you know, I, I think that a lot of times, you know, we you know, it's not that we don't believe in ourselves, we just label it like that. It's just like we are just unwilling to do what it takes to, to to reach what it is we want. So that's one of them. The other thing is there are times when we really truly don't believe in ourselves because we've you know you know been kicked in the teeth. And that's how I was when I was going through this. And and what I say to if if you're in a really bad spot, my best advice I can give to anybody is you know, just tell yourself that today you're going to have, you're going to follow a plan. You're going to, you know, you know, you're going to write a plan down. It's going to be detailed. You're going to follow that plan and you're going to, you're going to set it up in a way that it's fully within your grasp of accomplishing. So you're not relying on anybody else. It's not like you're saying, I'm going to send an email out to Bob and Bob's going to respond because you can't get Bob to respond. But you're going to do everything within your power t- to have this great day. And you're only going to do it today. And your goal is, is that at the end of the day, you want to be able to lie your head down on, the, on the, your pillow and say, I did what I was supposed to do today. Mm. And just and then don't even worry about tomorrow. And then wake up tomorrow and say, do I think I could do that again? And you know, just, just get some small wins. Because as soon as you get a small win something will creep in. If you start doing those things, something will creep in and you'll, you'll get a little bit more, you know, belief in yourself. And then it just starts to, it starts to build. And that, that was my personal experience is just, you know, you know, I like, here's a day I'm going to do this day well.
0: I love it. It, 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 it. It's kind of this universal thought of the day by day, step by step, wake up, do what you can do go to sleep, wake up, do what you can do, and every day just make a little bit of progress. Yeah. And yeah. I think those little wins give you the confidence to say, you know what, I'm, I'm going to tackle another thing tomorrow. Yeah. And, I, and when you've, you, know, you get that done, it, it says, okay, great, I'm going to tackle another thing tomorrow. So,
1: But in here, order to get those wins, you have to actually do something. You have to, to do something. To you have to take there. action. Yeah.
0: You have to get unstuck. Yes take one step forward however big or small it may be to to start that that journey of solutions of getting to a better place what a remarkable what a remarkable story Um, thank you so much for sharing that experience your personal experience your business experience what is the status of Caliber today? How are things today? Um, and what you know, how you know now that you've written your book and you're and you've put that out there, which I think is wonderful. How are things today with you with business?
1: It's it couldn't honestly, you know, I'm I'm always hesitant to talk about this because of the situation with COVID, and I don't want to, I you know, I I don't want to make it ever sound like I'm bragging, but but there you know, I'm hoping that I, you know, it, it provides hope to people. Caliber is doing phenomenal. We're doing better than we ever have. We're, um, we're, 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 Our revenues greater We're, you know, our leadership team is smarter. Um, and, you know, we've, you know, we're growing just, you know, this um, it was about a week ago yesterday where I sat down with my leadership team and I said, we need to be, Five times bigger than we are right now. Yes, goals. Because we're well, because we have everything in place to do it. And we've never had that. And so it's like we need to, now that we have everything in place, and I, I went you, you know, you three need to figure out how we're gonna do it. You need to own it, not me. So that's where we're at now. As far as me personally, um, you know, I have a level of peace that I've never had. Um, because I've accomplished something that I never thought I'd have to be forced to even attempt to do. Um, And, you know, it's, it's, it's peace, it's gratitude, it's humility. Um, um, You know, I'm a, I'm a religious person. So it's like, you know, I I feel like, um, you know, like I was, I was given a gift from God and um, you know, it's, you know it's just, things are things are really good you know i've i've just been doing a lot of really awesome things
0: i love it i'm so happy for you i think it's Thank you. so amazing um i'm 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 rooting for you and for caliber and i and i think it's you know again you, you you've come out of this much stronger your team is stronger the company's stronger and and i'm sure other challenges or things that might come along the way will be um you know, much easier to tackle the, this next time around and I just think it's great and I'm so happy that you shared this journey with me and with the listeners. Um, my theme for November is actually a lot around gratitude and um, what that looks like in and, and our everyday lives and and how we embrace, you know, the gifts that are given to us in moments of difficulty. So um, I think it's just a wonderful way to transition into this topic, um, and I'm, I'm just super grateful that you came here and shared so much of that. Well, so, I, where,
1: I appreciate being here.
0: I, I I love it so much. And um, as I as I mentioned that um, during the intro, I'm going to make sure we link to um, your book. I know you have your Audible as well, which is is big right now. Which is great. And is there anything else that we should link to? Are you, is Calibron social media? Is there anything, you know, any other channels or platforms that we can follow you the, on?
1: Well, you know, the, you know, more so than where people can follow me. I mean, it's, you know, I'm fortunate that my, my parents named me Tab. There's not too many Tab Pierces out there. So <laughs> people can find me be, because of that. But But the one thing I would say is if people have questions, um you know they you know they can go to tabpeers.com and and fill out the contact form i get those directly Love. so okay. um, people can contact me there um you know tab at tabpeers.com if they want to send me an email um people can just reach out to me if i can, if they think i can help um you know i like to help
0: thank you that that's wonderful that you are accessible in that way and and i think that Listeners might just do that. They might just message you with specific questions. I, I encourage listeners to do so. And again, I, I can't thank you enough for, for coming on my podcast and for sharing so much of this, this journey, this remarkable story that has such a happy ending, which is so nice these days (laughs) to hear, um, you know, to have, you know, this message of hope and resilience and um, belief and confidence. And I just think it's wonderful. And to the listeners, thank you so much for tuning in this week. Truly appreciate you for joining me on my podcasting journey. Please do take care of yourself. And until next week, please Um, make sure to to go on the website. And again, um, thank you again so much. Take care and bye.